Felix stayed at Edie's house that night, and in the morning they woke up early, still feeling worried. Edie said, We need to get some supplies together and then head to the lighthouse to feed Ludwig and decide what to do next. Felix nodded and followed Edie quietly about the house. First she packed her rucksack with a jumper, a raincoat and some spare socks. Then they headed to the kitchen and she packed some ginger biscuits and cheese spread and tomato sauce sandwiches. They ate crumpets for breakfast and Edie left a note for her mum explaining that she would be out all day and may stay at Felix's tonight. The two friends and Cyril trudged up the hill to the lighthouse. When they got inside, Ludwig screeched from the bottom of his lungs, Edie! Edie said, Good morning, Ludwig. But he turned his back on her. Edie reached inside the cage and stroked his feathers. Ludwig cawed quietly and scratched his claws on the bottom of the cage. I'm sorry, Ludwig. I should have taken you home with me last night. I didn't think. Ludwig hopped out of his cage and onto Felix's shoulder, where he hung his bright red feathery head down to his feet. They filled Ludwig's seed bowl, changed his water, and decided to look beneath the stairs for clues to help them find Bill. Edie tapped on the third step up, and the three bottom steps sprang open, like the door to a cage. She switched on a torch, and they climbed into the hole beneath the stairs and started to look around. At first, they thought it was just a little cupboard for storing Ludwig's food, but as they poked their way further in, they saw there was a small door, so they opened it. Behind the door was a room with a little table, and next to the table were shelves filled with boxes. Felix pulled the first huge brown box down and hauled it onto the table. Edie set the torch down, and they sat at the table because there wasn't much space above their heads. Ludwig stayed on Felix's shoulder, and Felix dug deep into the box and pulled out handfuls of paper. On the first piece of paper, there was a list of names. Fergus Skull, Daniel Black, Arthur Silver, Martha Silver, Agnes Urchin, Rufus Ruby, Davy Bones. Felix chucked it to one side and pulled out the next piece of paper. It was a map. On the map was a tiny ship in one corner and a drawing of a coastline in the other. The name above the coastline was Ripley Bay. Felix chucked that on the floor too. I can't see where this is getting us, Edie. Just keep checking. I'll go and make us a drink. Edie left the secret room and climbed back out of the staircase clumsily and she stumbled and knocked over the telephone table. As she bent to pick everything up, she saw two messages flashing on the answer machine, so she pressed play to listen to them. The first message was from Mrs Murgatroyd. She had mended some trousers for Grandad and they were ready for collection. Edie knew he wouldn't be in a rush to fetch them. Mrs Murgatroyd would make him stay for tea, and Edie knew Bill wasn't keen on her because she wore too much perfume and always found a reason to squeeze him if he got too close to her. The second message was from Mr Fogarty at the fishing shop. He said he'd found the maps Grandad was after for Longfish Island. Edie forgot about the drinks and rushed back beneath the stairs. Felix, we need to look for something on Longfish Island. Felix was up to his ears with the contents from the box, and Ludwig had done his best to poo all over the paper on the floor. Aye, aye, Captain, Felix said, and rattled through the pile, pleased that he had something to look for. Edie felt around the walls and found a light switch. When she turned it on, she gasped. The room was much, much bigger than they had realised. In fact, 
It must be a whole secret floor in the lighthouse. At the far end of the room, from the floor to the low ceiling, there was row upon row of gold treasure chests filled with diamonds and jewellery spilling out over the floor. They went to the chests for a closer look. Smells of lavender, jam donuts, icing sugar, peanut butter and lemon curd hit Edie's nose, plus too many other smells to decide what they were. Felix said, Edie, I feel a bit funny. What's wrong? Edie said. My arms and legs are all tingly. Edie looked at Felix. You're all shiny, Felix. Edie stepped closer. You look like you've swallowed a light bulb. You're glowing like a lamp. Felix moved away from the treasure and back to the table. The tingling's gone, he said, and sat back down with a thud. Why has Uncle Bill got all this treasure stashed down here anyway? We can ask him when we find him. So let's get looking for info on Longfish Island. Edie opened a fresh box and pulled out another pile of paper. As she laid the paper on the table, a photograph slid out and landed in her lap. It was an old photograph of her granddad when he was a young man. He was standing on a boat with a young woman. The young woman had curly hair, just like Edie's, and her arm was around Bill's waist. Edie stuffed the photo into her rucksack. I've found something, said Felix. It's a leaflet for boat trips to Longfish Island. We can catch a boat from Ripley Bay to get there. Ludwig pecked Felix's ear. Ouch! Ludwig! And we have a map here to get to Ripley Bay. It's not far. Fish, he said, and clicked his tiny pill-shaped tongue up and down and clacked his beak. You can come too, Ludwig, Edie said. Ludwig twirled around on the table, still hopping from one foot to another, cackling and tipping his tail up and down in excitement. Felix peered out of a window in the lighthouse and said, Oh, it's chucking it down out there, Edie. Edie looked at Felix, who was wearing shorts and a T-shirt. At least you're wearing your boots, but I'll have to find you a coat to put on. Edie went to the top of the lighthouse to root through Grandad Bill's clothes and found Cyril fast asleep, sprawled across a pile of old coats. Cyril got up and stretched out, and Edie pulled a coat out from beneath him. Come on, Cyril, we're going to Longfish Island. Edie and Felix trudged away from the lighthouse with the wind and the rain flying at them. Felix wore one of Bill's old coats, which came down to his ankles and was big enough to keep both Felix and Ludwig comfortable and dry. He had also packed one of Bill's rucksacks with Bill's toolkit and apples for Ludwig and Cyril. When they reached Ripley Bay, Edie spotted Mr Fogarty's fishing shop. Let's go and ask Mr Fogarty about the boat to Longfish Island. They pushed open the door to the shop and a bell tinkled. Mr Fogarty was behind the counter talking to an old woman in a scarlet red coat, so they waited. Cyril refused to sit and wait. He stood with his hackles raised and stared at the old woman. Felix said, I feel funny again, Edie. You've gone all bright and shiny, said Edie, and Ludwig rubbed at Felix's neck with his feathery noggin. The old woman turned and looked sharply at Felix. She stepped towards him, but Cyril growled, showing all of his huge teeth. The old woman backed away, glared at Cyril, and left the shop. What was that all about? said Mr Fogarty, holding his hands up. You're scaring my customers, he said to Cyril. Grrr, said Cyril. Hello, Mr Fogarty, said Edie. We want to catch the boat to Longfish Island and wondered if you could help us, please. 
My grandad Bill ordered some maps of the island from you. Did he come to collect them? Hello, Edie, Mr Fogarty said. I've got the maps here. Your grandad didn't collect them. Could we take them, please? Edie said. They're old maps, but you can have them with pleasure and pass them on to Bill. He's paid for them. Mr Fogarty disappeared into the back of the shop and was gone for a long time. When he reappeared, he had a bunch of rolled-up paper. Here you go. You can catch the boat in 30 minutes down by the pier. Ask for Captain Ruby, he said, and turned to serve another customer. Edie, Felix, Cyril and Ludwig headed outside, found a picnic table and sat down to eat their sandwiches. Felix bit little pieces out of an apple for Ludwig and gave a whole apple to Cyril, who sniffed it, turned his nose up and laid down in a huff. When they had finished, Edie said, We haven't got any money to pay for the boat trip. Felix stared at Edie. What are we going to do then? I could sell the diamond that I found yesterday. There's a jewellery shop over there. Edie nodded toward a shop that looked a bit dingy, but it had some jewellery in the window. They wandered over and entered the dark shop, and there, standing behind the counter, was the old woman they had seen in Mr Fogarty's fishing shop. The woman smiled at them, and all her teeth were gold. Cyril started to growl again, so Edie sent him outside, and he padded off as slowly as he could go. "'We were wondering if you might like to buy this,' Edie said, nervously holding up her lilac-coloured diamond. "'Pretty,' said the old woman, staring at Felix as she spoke. "'Where did you find that?' "'In a a cave, on the cove where we live.' The old woman came out from behind the counter and moved towards Felix with her hand outstretched. "'I could buy that off you. How much do you want for it?' "'Er, twenty pounds?' said Edie, and she went red, thinking she'd been greedy. They only needed three pounds fifty each for the boat trip.' Done, said the old woman, and snatched the diamond from Edie. Then she grabbed Felix's hand and forced something into it. Felix fell to the floor and looked up at Edie. I've got that horrible tingly feeling again, he rasped. His face was shining like a torch. You look like you've swallowed a light bulb again, said Edie. Are you all right? Felix opened his hand and a gold coin rolled out onto the floor. What did you give me that for, he said to the old woman. The old woman clasped her hands together and shrieked, I knew it! I knew it! Then she gave Edie twenty pounds for the diamond and a card with her name on it. Agnes Urchin, Pawn Shop. You come to see me if you've got more diamonds to sell, or gold, Agnes said and cackled at Felix. Then she snatched the gold coin from the floor. The shop door opened and a new customer walked in. Cyril shoved his way past the customer and ran between Edie and Felix. He gave Agnes a frightening growl, but before he could really get going with some woofing, Agnes shoved them all out the door and shouted, Now clear off! Horrid! Ludwig screeched as they tumbled out of the doorway. Standing on the pavement, Edie grinned and held up the twenty-pound note. They had more than enough money to buy their tickets for the boat, and they set off for the pier. All aboard! shouted Captain Ruby, standing on the deck of the Ruby Red, which was bound for Longfish Island. Edie, Felix, Cyril and Ludwig climbed onto the boat, paid for their passage and found seats at the front of the boat. Captain Ruby did not charge for Cyril and Ludwig. This is really exciting, said Felix. It would be more exciting if we weren't looking for my grandad, said Edie. Captain Ruby was doing a headcount around the boat. I'm sorry, I wish we knew where Uncle Bill was, said Felix. 
Are you talking about Diamond Bill? Captain Ruby asked him. Might be, said Felix. If it was Diamond Bill you were talking about, I saw him yesterday. He's my granddad. Where did you see him? Edie demanded. On this boat, replied Captain Ruby. He was on his way to Longfish Island. What for? Edie asked. Couldn't say, Captain Ruby replied, and walked off to the other end of the boat. At least we know we're on the right track, Felix said. Edie hugged Felix and grinned. Yes, we are. They looked out across the sea and enjoyed the boat bumping up and down over the waves as they set off. When the boat reached Longfish Island, Captain Ruby warned, Be back by four o'clock. The boat leaves on the dock. We will, said Edie, and they all tripped off down the gangplank onto Longfish Island. After rolling out the maps that Mr Fogarty had given them, they decided to head towards the cave that was shown on the other side of the island. The weather had turned rotten again, and rain pelted down at them. Brrrr, said Ludwig beneath Felix's coat. They trudged on. There wasn't much to see except grassy hills, rocks and seagulls circling on the beach behind them. Why do you think Agnes Urchin gave me that gold coin, Edie? I'm not sure, but I bet Grandad could explain it. Cyril ran off ahead and disappeared over a hill. The wind swirled around Edie and Felix, biting their ears and blowing down their necks. As they neared the top of the hill, they heard Cyril barking and ran to find him. As they got to the top of the hill, they saw a man below pulling at Cyril's collar and trying to hit him with a stick. Hey! shouted Edie. Oi! shouted Felix. Arr! squawked Ludwig. They ran down the hill as fast as they could and straight to the man who was attacking Cyril. He was a big man with long black hair and a long black smelly overcoat. Get your dog on a lead, the man shouted angrily. Stop hitting him, yelled Edie, and she ran at him and kicked him with her wellies. The man raised his stick at her and Ludwig flew at his head and pecked his ear. Oh, yelled the man as he tried to whack Ludwig, but Ludwig was way above his head, circling and squawking, so he turned towards Edie. Leave her alone, shouted Felix, and he ran at the man. Felix was not the tallest nine-year-old, but he was solid and he played for his school's rugby team. He hit the man's chest with the full force of his body and the man flew backwards, nearly kicking his ears as his legs flew behind his head. Felix was already back on his feet. Run, Edie, he yelled. Edie started to run and Cyril followed her, Ludwig too, flapping along just above them. Felix was not far behind and soon caught up, but they kept running until they reached the other side of the island. They ran onto the sand and stopped to get their breath back. They looked behind them, but the man was nowhere to be seen. The sky was still grey, but the sunshine was trying to squeeze out in front of the clouds. Cyril was paddling in the sea, and Ludwig was perched on a rock watching him. Edie and Felix dug two holes behind a sand dune and sat in them. Usually they would do this and pretend they were piloting a spaceship, but today they just needed somewhere to hide. That was close, Edie. That smelly bloke was about to clock you with his stick. I know, but he was hurting Cyril. We had to stop him. Do you think he'll come back? Felix asked, stuffing a ginger biscuit into his mouth. I hope not. We've got two hours before the boat leaves and we need to find some clues. Edie whistled and Cyril and Ludwig came over. I reckon we should start with that cave. There's nothing else on the island worth looking at. They set off for the cave and when they reached it, the outside was an unusual pinky-grey colour. Inside the cave was also a pinky colour, but it wasn't nearly as dark as you might expect. They could see each other quite clearly. To Edie, the cave smelt of nothing but marshmallows. 
Let's get further inside, said Felix, pulling a torch out of his rucksack. They got to the back of the cave and it opened out into three passages. Each passage went in a different direction. Let's go left, said Felix, picking the nearest passage. It was lit with lamps and the floors and walls were dusty and cold. Cyril let out a tiny whimper, but Ludwig was as quiet as a mouse on Felix's shoulder. Along the passage there was a wooden door. Edie and Felix opened the door and entered the room. Cyril stayed outside. Inside the room there was a single chair and pieces of rope coiled on the floor. There were no windows and no light, and it smelt like dirty, rotten cabbages. Pooh! It smells a bit like Cyril when he's eaten too many sausages, said Felix, and Cyril grumbled a little growl outside the room. Edie and Felix searched around the room but found nothing. We could explore the cave a bit further, said Edie. But as they got to the door, Cyril growled a low, deep growl that he used for occasions when there was a cat or a rat sneaking around in the garden. Then they heard a man's voice coming along the passage. Let's get out of here, said Felix, but it was too late. The voice sounded too close to them. Edie called Cyril into the room and they closed the door. I'm sure it was them, the man's voice said. She looks just like her mother, and the boy looks as daft as his grandfather did. Felix clenched his fist as it sounded like the man who had attacked them earlier, but the voices passed the door and disappeared up the passage. Felix opened the door and peeked outside. The man was nowhere to be seen. Felix, Edie, Ludwig and Cyril crept out of the room and down the passage. They were almost at the mouth of the cave when they heard voices again. Leg it, whispered Felix loudly, and the four of them belted out of the cave as fast as they could. They ran across the beach and up and over the hill, and all the way back to the other side of the island, where the Ruby Red was waiting. Ahoy there, shouted Captain Ruby. You're back early. Do you want some hot chocolate? I've just made some. Edie and Felix were safely on board Captain Ruby's boat, drinking hot chocolate and dunking marshmallows. At four o'clock, on the dot, the Ruby Red set sail for home. Well, we didn't find any clues to tell us where my granddad is, said Edie. Don't worry, said Felix. We'll keep looking. Another boat was bouncing towards the Ruby Red across the choppy sea. It was travelling fast and, as it got nearer, Cyril started to howl. The boat skimmed past the Ruby Red and made it rock from side to side. There were three men standing up on the other boat. They were all tall, with long black hair. Cyril started to bark. The boat passed them, and they didn't see there was a fourth man on the deck. He had been lying down, but now he was sitting up. His hands were tied behind his back, and his white hair blew around his face in the wind. It was Diamond Bill.